Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, the doorstop gets a modern refresh, a whiteboard you can share with anyone around the world, and Jules State teaches us how to plan an orgy in a small town. It's a hot and fiery episode, so sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find cool crowdfunding projects and let you guys know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, and joining me is the man who is just full of style and person I take advice from, the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, Drew? Very good, very good. Um, Good-looking hat, by the way. He looks really good yeah, on you. Like, am I, am I doing this right? I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of a noob at doing all this. I, you know, as yeah. long as a little poke in front, a little back, roll right, in the back. Yeah, well, yes, sir, yeah. Huh? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Plus the big headphones. <laughs> yes, the big, he- the big headphones are always helpful in making headwear on the show difficult for me. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I opted for the in-ear this week because I thought I wanted to be a little bit more FBI style with my hat. So I know. We got to get you one of those uh, like wrists um, communicators too. So you're like, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Absolutely. All right. So like I said, this is whole project, our whole podcast on crowdfunding. Um, but before we go into the projects, Drew, how about we go into some news? A lot of stuff happening, but fun stuff. This is good stuff. Good yes. news today. Yes, a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff. So, the first thing is um, Indiegogo is is one of the pop, more popular crowdfunding sites. Um, I would probably say second only to Kickstarter. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. On there, and one thing that I've always noticed that was missing was there was no mobile app. Um, and yeah, and you imagine all all of the the crowdfunding people. I, I mean, most of us are on mobile, so I, I was actually surprised to to see that in the news that this. They didn't have one before now. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. so um, actually last week they actually released the mobile app for iPhone. Um, it was actually available for Canada only for a while, which was the weirdest thing. I didn't understand that. Um, but they, re- they released it, and so now you can get it for free on iOS. Um, and I know that all you Android users are like, what about us? They're working on it right now. And you can actually, there's a link for you to sign up and find out if, um, or when they launch for Android on there. Um, I actually used it a little bit and I actually kind of like it. It's a lot different from the way, uh, Kickstarter does theirs. Kickstarter, you know, it's almost a mirror of how their web pages and, uh, Indiegogo this time decided to go more for like the magazine style feel for this so you have a lot of big pictures and you know just one word on there you you've guys kind of seen a lot of our so, the social media sites kind of switching to that um i'm super excited about that since um now you can actually uh follow along and uh and you know because i know a lot of people now uh spend most of their times on their tablets and it's only a good thing so you can have reminders because some people like to hold off on the um, backing projects until the last second and then they forget about them because they're out and about or something. Um, and having it be able to give you mobile notifications and everything is always a good thing. Um, so Drew, did you get a chance to try out the Indiegogo app? I did. I went through some of the projects that we're looking at today. I looked at a couple others, just kind of scrolling through. I loved the visual. I loved how how kind of flip bookish it was, I guess. There's just a lot of good, good visuals to it. It it crashed on me a couple of times, like three out of six times I tried it. It would just not pull up and crash. Um, but I'm sure that it'll just get better. I mean, most apps kind of go through that growing pain, but look, look very good to me. Yeah. So if you guys are on iOS, 
like I said, jump on it right now. It's free, so it's not going to cost you anything on there. Um, Except for all those projects that you're about ready to back. <laughs> yeah. It's but back all the projects. We love backing projects. Um, so that is the iOS app. And, and like I said, Android users, it's coming soon to you guys. All right, Drew. So one of the other things uh, that has come up lately is <laughs> the potato salad. It actually barely finished yesterday. It was really recently. Yeah, yes. yesterday or day before. Yeah, it's very recently finished. Yesterday. So, it's an interesting project. Yeah, it, it was interesting. It took the internet by storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kickstarter this time decided to uh, do a kind of a post-mortem about it. And yeah. they, they kind of went through some of the specs on there. Which so, I, find, I find that really interesting that they would that they would take that little bit of time uh, and maybe it's because it gathered so much media attention and other attention that they thought, hey, if, if we can break out some numbers here, you know, we can we can explain some things and maybe you know catch some of that buzz, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so you know, one at one time it was up to like seventy five k on there. It finished off at fifty five thousand four hundred ninety two dollars. Um, so I, I have a feeling a couple people probably just decided to do a max amount and then. When it was about to end, they lowered it down to a more lower number, right? They, um, or or backed it all the way out. And and there was another by a couple of people. I don't know if, if you were insinuating this or not, but there's some conspiracy potato salad conspiracy theorists that wonder if maybe they seeded the the project in the first round. And and again, no, I'm not saying they did or any. I don't know if anybody's saying that, but there was a. a I heard some some discussion that perhaps somebody. Put in that ten or twenty thousand dollars that kind of got it that first buzz where people are like, "What's what's going on? What why why is this potato salad getting this?" And then people read through it and be like, "Ah, that's fun!" And they all back it. And then as soon as they had enough to to fund, the the initial backers either backed down to a normal amount or pulled out entirely. I I'm not sure, but that would seem to be a way to almost try, get that engine revving. It's like hot wiring a car. I think throw a bunch of fake money in there that you're not going to lose because. You know, you're not going to fund. I don't know. What do you take on that? I, I don't know. Well, even if they put ten thousand dollars, they they'd end up because his goal is on like twenty bucks. That's true. It was so, very it's true. So, but it, I, but, it but would still it would still catch the algorithm or the or the you know the, yeah and, the and, eyes and, of it. and make it pop up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still I'm there's just something about this project that still seems off on on it. But you know, because his 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 videos turned out really well, and I just. I just have this feeling that it was more of a performance art than anything else that kind of took a life of its own. Very possibly. Very um, possibly. I mean, because at the end, they got almost 7,000 people. They got 6,911 people backed it. Um, 4.1 million visits to that That's page. That's a lot of visits. Um, to put that in comparison, that at, like the t- top three above it were the Ouya, the Pebble, Veronica Mars, and... Um, and then was, potato salad and, and potato salad that you know it got more views than Penny Arcade, Reading Rainbow, which raised a whole yes. ton of money, yes. and the Oculus Rift. That means that. more people probably know about potato salad than know about the Oculus Rift, yeah. which which is nuts to think about. Um, oh, <laughs> on there, and remember one of his pledges, he's going to make a book of recipes of potato salads from different That's countries true. of the world. It's true. There's going to be at least seventy four pages on there. Because seventy four different countries back the project, and you would think the U.S. would be number one, right? In, yes. In, on average, guess what? Uh, Norway is a lot more generous than us Americans. 
<laughs> they based it on money. Yeah. So the average pledge from Nor- from a person from Norway was twelve dollars, and then South oh. Korea, and then Sweden. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> on there, um, in the states, if we break it down, number one makes sense. Ohio. Right, around where he lives, because all his neighbors, friends, family probably saw him like, "Hey, I want to jump in on this." Right, and and it, they probably felt a little bit more secure in getting their bite of potato salad because it was closer. Yeah, um, and then of course California and New York, where all the hipsters are, <laughs> because they just want to see if they could get some potato salad. <laughs> they just thought it was, you know, that's a cool thing, and then that way they went, "Oh, I saw potato salad before everybody else." I was one of the <laughs> early Packers. It's lame now. I don't know, guys. I I made potato salad for myself like a year ago. (laughs) Tip that. Interesting news, though. Interesting news for sure. Yeah. So and so that's it's been a slow two weeks, but that those are the news. Um, So let's jump into our first project. So Drew, have you ever had this problem? Um, I know I know you work in you know an older facility. Oh yes. um, And then also in you know in production world, you're always moving boxes and stuff, and sometimes your hands are always full. So you try to prop open a door. Um, you use those stupid wedge um, door stoppers that, you know, sometimes you just accidentally kick it or they start chipping away at your door. Like I literally, one of my jobs, we use the door stoppers so much on this wooden door. Like there was a hole where the door stopper was. <laughs> the and door you, stopper went. Yeah, we, we had to like choke up uh, on where, where we put it. It was ridiculous. That's really funny. There. That's um, really funny. And I didn't, um, I didn't know about this either, um, but apparently floating doors, those wedge ones, they just come loose because... Uh, yeah, because you you just the of how the floor moves and it just pops yep. off. There's one of those that start up Ogden. I don't know if you fixed it yet, but the main door into the big conference room. We tried to do a shoot in there where we had hot lights. So we tried to leave the door open. We could not get the wedge to work because every every scene where we walked through that door, you'd step on the floor in the wrong spot, and then you know it would just loosen up, and the whole door would just swing shut in, in front of your face. So yeah. And then the other alternative is to put something in front of the door, which is always a pain because I always stub my foot in front of it because I can't see when I'm trying to move something or you put a box there and the box is all mashed yep, up at the that's, end. That's my, that's my door at the, the studio at the school. That we had a uh, – it was just like a milk crate style box that we have to lean in front of the door because it's so heavy it closes itself. And I haven't thought to take a wedge down there. But, yes, I'm looking for an answer. Yeah. Um, so our answer is the tri-stopper. So I, I didn't know why somebody didn't think of this before, but it, it is, it's a doorstop that not only can you use on the front portion of the door, you can use it on that little side portion or on the back portion um, because what it does is there's a spring the in it. Yeah, there's, there's a spring in it, and then um, when you pop it down, you can just slide. There's a portion that sticks out of the tube, and that's what you put under the door, and when you let go, the spring pops back up and just holds the door in place. On that. Hmm. Um, and you, and what, what's nice about this is because you know the wedge depending on how high or low your door is you could be like shoving the whole thing yep. like right into the door this can fill up a gap between 2.7 millimeters to 30 millimeters um, for us Americans because we can't use a decent measuring system we right, use, right. it's a tenth of an inch to about a little over an inch it fills up a good gap um and like like I said, it's great for the floating floors because of the spring. So if the floor right. moves, the spring will just keep pushing it down right, to, right. to fit the area, and it doesn't damage the door because it actually just you know holds that gap together. Um, oh, and they mention for chewing dogs, this is a hard plastic, which is less desirable than like a rubber doorstop. So you wouldn't have to worry about your doorstop being a chew toy. Yeah, and that's like a total bonus. Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't know dogs would chew that, but then again, don't dogs dogs chew on everything? 
especially rubber things like soft rubber that you usually see for those wedges that this would not be as, as enticing to a, to a dog. Yeah. Ooh. And it comes in colors. No, it, it only comes in silver and black right now, but they're hoping if they raise enough oh, money to got it. provide it in colors. I would there. totally get a fuchsia um, one. But I, I, I love it because it's low profile. It's not in the way you use. I love how you can use it on the multiple sides. Yeah. Um, that that's awesome because um you know sometimes you want the doorstop in inside or you want it outside of the door um you can even you know this makes it even easier to you know have the door stop like halfway because uh, have you ever had to try to do that dance when you're trying to use a door stop because mm-hmm. you only need it to crack open mm-hmm. instead of fully open and it's just a pain yep absolutely um, yeah i don't know what, what what do you think about this drew I love the idea. And again, like you said, why hasn't anybody come up with this before? This just seems like a simple, easy answer to the doorstop problem. A spring-loaded doorstop that goes right under and wedges itself in the door. And it's small. The footprint of this thing is so small that it almost becomes part of the door. Um, so, it was, yeah, it seems really nice. I was looking here down to see money-wise, like how much one of these is going to run you. Even even retail um, after the fact. And it's looking about... I, I love this. This guy's smart enough to know that most people are going to be from the U.S. looking at projects. So it's mm-hmm, about $24 mm-hmm. a doorstop okay. on there. But that includes shipping. Because keep in mind, he's from the U.K. So, he's, uh, so that $24 includes how much he has to send it across the pond, as they say over yeah. there. Yeah, that's uh, that's true because because that would that would be quite a bit yeah. more on there. But yeah, I I do I do I do love how it says approximately twenty four dollars and approximately twenty eight dollars on there. Uh, that's a that's a good way of knowing your target. That you know that's a hint yep. that know yep. that most people who are going to be looking on Kickstarter probably do live in the U.S. and they probably aren't that good at converting pounds. Yeah. But yeah, for me, this is this is definitely a back. I think I would love to see. And again, even if I didn't, even if I wait to 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 get one in a, in a retail situation, this is a project that I think should should totally happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I mean, like, I want to support the idea because I think this is a, a, a brilliant and innovative way to, to solve a problem. Yeah. Um. And then the laser norm says he's asking why all the photo examples are on hardwood or tile. I actually don't know. On there, maybe it just takes a better picture when you're on hardwood or tile. Tile. Oh, I don't know if he knows this, but the the UK they don't have carpet. They just don't have it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you 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 can't even buy it over there. They they. In fact, they don't even use fabric for you know for any. I I don't know. I don't know. It's all the Brits. Nothing. Them Brits. Them fish and <laughs> chips. It's all weird. For me, it's back. Nothing. Yeah. For yeah, me, totally back. Yeah. For me, is totally back. I mean, I'm 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 trying to think. Where do I need a door stopper in my house right now? Because I kind of really want this. Cause it's way cool. Um, so that is the try stopper. All right, Drew, this next project is kind of near and dear to your heart because you're an edumacator. I I am. Kid smarts. Um, and I'm always, I'm always thinking. So our next project, uh, is something that I have, I don't know, I, I think most of us all come up with our own methods for sharing whiteboard discussions. I do this often as, a, as an educator. When I'm in front of a class, I often use my whiteboards to draw three-point lighting design, to draw storyboard ideas, um, and that kind of thing. I even, put, you know, when I do my recorded uh, video lectures, I'll have a whiteboard often just so I can demonstrate what I'm talking about. So the Rocket Board Kickstarter, which has been running for probably about a week or so now, they're about a third of the way to their goal. What Rocket Board is, uh, it will let you turn in kind of any sort of writing surface into a digital streaming sharing site. So you can use Rocket Board to show your whiteboard 
to anybody else in in a campaign or in a in a group, I guess, or, or if if you worked in separate places. So this would work well if you had multiple teams of people working on things, but you wanted to still share your ideas with that whiteboard. The thing I love about a whiteboard is that you've got you've got this kind of organic feel. You know, they have apps like this where you can all draw on the same app and sh- and share what you're you know mousing and drawing. Uh, but I I like the whiteboard. I like how big it can be, and I like how, how uh, visual it can be. And and you just erase and go again. It just it just feels quicker and easier. So what Rocketboard did is they put together a quick app where you set this phone up and and basically point it at the whiteboard. And it doesn't have to be directly on. It doesn't have to be like head on, faced up, and and it's not transmitting just a video image. So this is not like hey, I'll just turn on my camera and show you what's on my whiteboard. No, this actually is transferring like you tell it you tell it where the four corners of your board are you by marking little triangles it recognizes those four corners straightens out the image so you can shoot it at an angle it'll straighten it out for you and then it turns into a graphic what's happening on the board it it'll even erase the people that are in front of the board so if you step out what? of the if you step out of the picture for a minute it it just takes a look at what's going on there and it it basically can tell the difference between you and and the board and the markers and by and by doing that, uh, you step out for a minute, and it takes a snapshot, and you draw some more, and it updates with you, and you explain things what you're doing, and you step out for a minute again, and takes a snap. You know, it keeps updating that. If you want to save it, I believe they were saying that you just you just walk up and put your hand in front of the camera. You know, so basically, it loses all four dots. As soon as it loses all four dots, it takes the last thing that it had sent, um, and saves it as like a still image to use. So you always have like the final drawing and, and you can erase and start over and everybody else has got it. So it could work with paper. It can work with anything that you can draw on. Um, again, for me, it's the innovation here. It's just this kind of neat idea that they can take um, something that we use all the time and make it, you know, more shareable. So did I miss anything? What other questions? Uh, well, so I, I, the one thing I have a question on is their pricing. So, is it a subscription-based model, yes. or how does that work? Okay, good good question. So they have a subscription-based model because really what they're building is an app, and the app does this and, and helps to connect the team. And and your other end, like if you're the one doing the drawing on the whiteboard, the other end doesn't have to have the app or, or a subscription. They just get it through a web browser, and you'll see some of their stills. I can't remember if they're download oh, they're probably in the video but they the, basically the app shows you who's in the meeting and what their dry board looks like or their white their uh, whiteboard and you could have multiple people you know sharing their whiteboards or just one of you that's you know start up the rocket board app so it's a subscription base you go like um regular price 10 bucks a month 120 bucks a year but here on the kickstarter they're doing like 75 percent off and so for that silver edition as they're calling it you can do all your stuff, password protect the sessions. You can have up to 10 sessions scheduled, um, up to five different viewers per session. And on the Kickstarter version, uh, it's only 25 bucks for an entire year. Yeah, so that, that's not a bad price at all. Cause I, I always have this problem. And, you know, there's like um, at work right now, we use GoToMeeting. They, they sort of yes. have a solution. Oh. Where, yeah, since I'm but, talking about it. But the thing is, it only works on Windows, which drives me insane since our whole entire lab uses Macs. So I'm like, I can't use this fancy feature on there. And, and I've never really, and, and granted, I haven't seen you know a lot of rocket boards display style, but I just never like the go to meeting um, white you know quote whiteboard. I just it's it's fun to all be able to draw on the same thing, 
but there's something about the space that you have on a whiteboard. Because I have whiteboards that are the size of an entire wall, and I could and I could use that. So uh, I like I like the space. So there you go. Answer your question. It's it's um, subscription based, and you get the best deal if you go in at uh, as a backer. Yeah, and so. I, I like how it integrates into like Evernote, Dropbox, and Box, yeah. so you can save it into your cloud into something you use. I mean. The more I learn about Evernote, the more like maybe I should try it. But you know, I and I don't do I don't use my Evernote hardly at, at all. In fact, once I even bought a Happy Sumo uh, like training video package for using Evernote, getting the most out of your Evernote, and I never watched it fully, but yeah. it sounded really great. Um, but yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like when you put your hand in front of the camera, it just takes that last like image that it was about to to send, and it pops it right into your Dropbox or right into your Evernote so that you have that saved. So for me, this is a back, especially at 25 bucks. This is something that even if I, I got it and I used it once or twice in the next year, I think it would still be kind of kind of worth it, kind of cool for me to support this idea. So, yeah. And then this is, is it Android and iOS? I believe, I believe. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Looks like it is. But that it will be by the time they finish this. Oh, there it is. So December 2014, Gold Edition, second release, iOS and Android. So they, they have a timeline set up, and they're basically, yeah, so you should see stuff early release for iOS in September, and then um, Android and iOS in October. So yeah, I, I love this idea. I mean, because right now I know that, like, um, every we use whiteboards a lot, too, at work, and what, what we end up doing is we just end up taking a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, and, this is what I mean. And, and and then you know this this would work so much better being able to you know hey just jump on this and you can see us and while we're doing it in live because sometimes you need that motion, um the you know the action of you drawing adding things for it to make sense mm-hmm. instead of just showing them final project. Right, um, right. It's true. That's true. And that, so they can they can watch it be formed. They can follow whatever's happening. So yeah. so yeah, Great. for me that's a back too. I I love this idea. I kind of wish I had it in um high school. Because I was taking my calculus class, and it was actually a two-period class. The problem was my schedule was so packed, I couldn't take the second study session period oh. on there. So what would happen would be that I would do all my like um, calculus homework, but I'd never know if I got all the answers right or if I had questions. I could never like get how to do the actual problem on there. Because um, my book, you know, they only give you the odd ones. And right, you, so. I remember that. Yeah. So what I what I had to do was I had my buddy actually like film that session so I could get those notes and figure out how to do. And if you know, and the professor was already writing on a tablet or, and stuff. So if we had he had this, it would have been so much easier for me, you know, just to to get the whiteboard images while I'm either you know if I'm on a lunch break or something and just pull them up that way. Um, yep. And I probably could see it a lot better than through the camera. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So that was the rocket board. Um, so Drew, we've had a useful thing with the tri stopper. We've had yep. an educational thing with the rocket board. Come cool um, tech too. Yep. Yep. Do you know what we're missing in this episode? Um, let's see. Functional, um, uh, techie. No, no, I think we covered everything. I can't think of anything else that we might need to cover. No, I, I think we need orgies. I'm not not sure that we do. Yes, yes, we do. All right. So (laughs) before before all of you guys turn off the screen, it (laughs) it the the project is called How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. It is a film, a comedy film. film. And I found the right thing. 
because I actually went into the Indiegogo app and I typed in orgy, knowing that I needed to probably know a little bit about the project. Well, guess what I found out? The band orgy tried to launch a, a crowdfunded <laughs> album a year ago. They got $8,000. That was it out of all they had asked for. And wow. I just went, oh, because I, you know, I, yeah. I was an orgy fan back in the day. So anyway, so sad. But let's get on to what the real orgy is. I have to ask, were you trying to like shield your phone a little bit while you're searching this from your wife? I... Okay, funny story. I because you know kids are in bed. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to check this out because I need to know what it's about. So I took the dog out to go to the bathroom, and I walked down the back porch and sat down in the chair in the dark and just let the dog do its business while I pulled up this this uh this show, you know, the movie because I wanted to watch the, their clip. Stacy came out and just <laughs> closed up the house. She didn't come out to find me. She just looked at, like the door was closed, you know, the sliding glass. So she. Pulled the, the screen shut, closed the sliding glass, locked it, went back in and started doing stuff. And so after like seven minutes after I'd watched the film and, you know, researched the project, I walked back up and started knocking on the back door. And she was like, oh, oh, <laughs> she was so freaked out because I was wondering what was taking you so long. You got locked out of your own house. <laughs> I got locked out of my own house because I was watching how to plan an orgy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, a film. It's a it's film, film about, well, the title tells you how to plan an orgy in a small town. Um, but the the message between all of this is the the message the director is actually trying to get is about accepting yeah. that it's okay to be who you are, yes, and yes. not worry about what others think. And that is why I'm wearing a fedora sideways. Um, be <laughs> whatever you. Want. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I uh, this this project caught my eye is because the cast includes uh, Joel State. Oh, wasn't the word orgy? No. Oh, okay. Not really. It, but, well, when you see the words orgy and the name Joel State with it, you're like, mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Done. If, if, if that sounds familiar to you guys, she was Kaylee in Firefly. Dr. Um, oh, crap. What was her name? Uh, crap. I forgot. But she was in Stargate Atlantis, and then she was Raquel in L.A. Complex on there. So I'm a huge fan of hers. Um also, it in- includes uh, Ennis er- Ersmer. He's from The Listener or Covert Affairs. Mm-hmm. Lauren Lee Smith from The L Word, Intelligence, and CSI um, original, not like some offshoot city. Um, Catherine Isabel from the Ginger Snaps trilogy, American, Mar- uh, American Mary, and Hannibal. Um, and Jonas wow. Chernick from Lucid, My Awkward Sexual Adventures, and Degrassi. But I swear every Canadian actor was in Degrassi at one point in their life. Yeah, probably true. Probably true. <laughs> on there um but yeah so I, I i was really skeptical about this and the only reason i clicked on it is because i saw jewel state tweet about it and i'm like okay this is probably you know some some you know funny one-off mm-hmm. but then i watched the kind of their video trailer that they put and i was laughing within like the first minute of it and it was it was funny the way they did that yeah it was good pacing it was good you know and i was like okay i have to back this right now um they they already had me at jewel state and then I saw the word orgy, and then I finally saw the intro video. So they had me long ago, but uh, it was just, I actually... It was, it was funny because they kind of just did like this Skype call with Jewel State, and they started talking to her about being in an orgy. And then they bring up the fact that they want to film it. And so it really, like, just the miscommunication, I'm sure it was all planned and written out, but they played it really well. So it was just kind of like, wait, 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 does my agent know about this? I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I loved it, so... Um, they haven't told a lot of stories, but I love like kind of his reasoning on this because $70,000 is not all the money he needs. He ne- What happens is he got a grant from um, this Canadian, uh, what is it called? Uh, is it an indie film team? No, yeah, some- from, from Telefilm Canada. So they, um, 
So, and this isn't the first film that he's done, right? We should point that out. Yeah. This is the, he's done another one that went through and, and showed at many, many festivals yeah, and, and, and brought won, him some awards. Yeah, won, won a few awards. But So what happens is Telefilm Canada, they give out money, but he needs to they – they don't give him money for the whole production. They only give him a tiny portion, and he has to mm-hmm. raise the rest. So it's like a, ma- a match uh, fund, yeah. Yeah, so he, he, he's looking to raise $70,000. Um, on Canadian their, dollars. Canadian dollars. So I don't know what that converts into U.S. Yeah. right now. Um, but he's honest. Like he's like, in honesty, we really are looking for a hundred thousand dollars right there. Um, and he's so transparent about it. Where he's like, we get it to a hundred thousand dollars, we could get a cool soundtrack for you guys. Um, hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, we could market this so more people can see it. Um, and th- he's like, yeah, I could have gone and found a producer. Or somebody else to kind of help fund the rest of this money, mm-hmm. but after my first experience of you know kickstarting his uh, first movie, which was uh, what was it after called? kids, yeah, sex after, sex Ki- after kids, yeah. sex after kids. He was like, I, I, you know, I love this community. I, I, I want them to feel the part of the movie and everything. So he came back to do the sequel on there. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I loved it. So what do you think about it, Drew? I I uh I can't say that I'm a I'm a super big fan about you know a fan of of uh sex movies and orgies. I mean it's just not something that I have in my daily <laughs> diet or ever. So yes it was a little strange. Yes I had to make sure that I knew what I was getting into before I researched the project too far. I uh, hope you didn't search for the words how to plan an no, orgy. I didn't. <laughs> no no no. I know exactly where to go. Um although I did see some other projects with the word orgy in there that were strange. Uh, but as as a filmmaker and as a, as a as a film, uh, you know that I I love indie films. I love this idea that he's using something that's a, I'm somewhat taboo, but also it's like a little buzzword that people are like, whoa. Uh, there's 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 still goodness there that he's trying to point out this this moral of you know be be who you are, and that I can totally get behind. So for me, I'm I'm tracking it only because I'm embarrassed to it back. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love it. He's smart enough to get good actors. Oh yeah, I mean, solid. Bro. I mean, as you know, as a video producer, that's something that you don't that you realize really quickly that your video quality can go so much higher if you just have good actors that yes. know how to like respond to things. And yes, that 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 video that the video they made for the project just convinced me. I'm like, okay, these guys know what they're doing. I trust them. Take my money. Right. Right. Yep. Um. So, um. That's a back from me. It's a track from Drew. And unfortunately. That is the last project of the night for the KitCast. I honestly never know where the time wow. goes, Drew. And we cover right. so many quick things, like in, in quickness. Yes. Uh, wow. And we had some great, great comments in the yes. in the chat room tonight. So that was that was always fun. Yes. A little programming difference. If you guys are watching live, or if you missed watching it live, you will notice that we're not not on Justin TV anymore. That's because Justin TV shut down. Um, but Sad. I, we planned R. ahead. Um, but I, I I will tell you right now, if you're listening and you want to watch live. You can always, 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 always find where the live stream will be at ktdata.net slash live or live.kickcast.net. Both of them actually just take you to the same page Yep. Um, on there. And I will always make sure I have it updated. And in the next few weeks there, we're going to actually have a um, fully self-hosted IRC chat room. So that server will never disappear until I tell it to disappear. Um, nice. And that's not going to happen anytime soon because the site's not going anywhere. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have that all set up, and then we'll for the next couple episodes for the live stream, we'll probably be trying different uh, video streaming providers until we find one that uh, you know seems to fit well with us. Um, and uh, rest in peace, Justin TV. 
lots of memories. So many there. good years. Yeah, that. Yep. Um, but you know, if you guys want to have any projects you want to share with us, please let us know. You can do that um, by emailing us kickcast at ktdata.net, or you can find us on the Facebook. You should go like us. Help us get to a hundred likes. That would be awesome. Yes, we're, we're like at seventy nine. So help us to get to hundred likes. Oh, we're close. Very close. That'd be, that'd be cool. On there, and you can find that at facebook.com slash kickcast. Or you can find us on the tweeters. You know, tweeters. We do tweet. We do tweet. Um, you can follow at kickcast on that, or you can follow Drew at night20 with a K, or you can follow me at KT Data, of course, with a K on there. Um, if you're on YouTube and, you know, or if you're listening via podcast and you're like, well, how do I make sure I get the next episode? Just hit the subscribe button wherever you are. Add us to your podcatcher. I hate that word. Um, your RSS reader or you know YouTube subscription or wherever you're seeing this right now and it has a button that says subscribe on it. Just hit on it and it will show up in your inbox ready to listen or consume in however way you want. Yes, consume us yes. whenever you need to. All, all, <laughs> um, of course, if you missed out in any notes, oh, you're like, you're like, oh, I want to learn how to plan an orgy in a small town. Um, where where was that URL again? Just head on over to kickcast.net. Look for episode 47. 47. We're almost big 5 wow. Um, And then look in the show notes and I'll have links to the projects from there. Um, Drew, do you have anything else you want to plug before we go? Uh, not really. Life is good. And, and uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Watch us, watch us talk about stuff all night. It's fun. It's um, fun. Yeah. So um, keep an eye out also on ktdata.net. I've released many, many box openings in the past week. And I still got one more to release. So oh. you will want to check that out. And um, what I love... Um, before we go, is somebody actually uh, left a re- left a re- little review on our podcast, and he said, um, "I love this show. If anything, I remember to stay regular." So, guys, don't forget to poop, and we will see you in two weeks, August nineteenth. Bye, please poop. Bye. Bye.